Welcome to the Tim and James universe. all you space fucks we're here with the continuation of deep space nine season three we're getting into it sure are first episode was heavily name dropping dominion and the second episode was uh, it was all right uh yeah it's all right it was a more uh personal trim down episode i guess yeah <laughs> Uh, I knew the first one, but I think you would like it because it's we get into like the should I always joke about like the your family has no honor like that fucking Klingon shit. Oh yeah, um, your your house your house is a piece of shit. Yes, glory to you and your house. <laughs> You'll get that later, buddy. House of Quark. 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 <laughs> house of Quark. You have to put rocks in your mouth to say Quark, right? Quark. Uh, so yeah, speaking of that, let's talk about the first episode. Um, the title is The House of Quark. Fuck uh, yeah. Quark is forced to marry a Klingon widow after he takes credit for the accidental death of her husband, the head of a powerful Klingon house. Aggregate score, 8.1. That's right. <clears throat> uh. And we'll see you. Yeah, yeah it's just that, uh, yeah. <clears throat> accident he fucking fell on his own goddamn i knew he was the second he was like oh it was a fight i did it i'm like Cork, god damn it dude you're fucking lying always continuing this shit like and it it fucking certainly did well i mean it's a good thing he said that because if he said there was an accident they would have just killed him right away but he didn't kill him though if he fucking fell on his own sword yeah but the klingons you know they don't they're not they're not cool with that they're gonna kill him anyway they are fucking retards <laughs> buddy Oh, sorry, stupid retards. So, uh, yeah, anyways, we open up uh, in Quark's bar, and there's just nobody around. It's like 2,100 hours, and there's no one in there. Um, and uh, obviously this ties into the Dominion, and now everyone's uh, fucking afraid of them. Um, so no one's really hanging out at the station, other than the people who have to work there. Uh, the only sole patron in the, in the bar is a drunk off his ass Klingon whose uh, name I can't remember. Korvac or something? Uh, I don't Ko- Kovac? Kovac? Kovac, yeah. Who's um, like, I have more blood wine! Because uh, that's what they drink. I'm, I'm not sure if it's made of blood or if there's actual blood in it, but it would not shock me. Uh, yeah, right. But I know there are scenes where other people are drinking blood wine, so it might just be the name of it. Um... Uh, he runs out of money, and uh, not Nog. Uh, Rom tells him he has about a line of credit, and Quark's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And he, so he goes over there, all big and bad. Hey, you, listen, get your damn hands off her. Uh, yeah. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, the Klingon stands up and growls, and Quark's like, "I was coming over here to negotiate about a line of credit." Yeah, but that still pissed him off, because then he fucking stood up, pulled out his knife, and started attacking Cork out of nowhere. He sure did, so they tumbled around a little bit, and uh, when all was said and done, the dust has cleared. Um, 
the no. fucking Klingon heads. The what? fucking god damn it, dude! I hate the CW. They ordered a pilot for a live action Powderpuff Girl series. Nobody wants that. Who, who the series sees the girls as adults who resent their crime fighting childhoods. Who? I'm. I might be done with CW. I. Oh, I. Well, I mean, watch. Supernatural's done, so I'm. I'm already done. I don't even know if I want to watch The Flash anymore. Uh, well, I'm, we have to. It's so bad. Ah, damn it. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so, buddy. We got to start doing like an episode by episode thing of that, too, because it is so god awful. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I mean, it's working out pretty good with WandaVision. So, I mean, I guess with shows that we really want, besides like, you know, Digimon, like in D6 9, we could do fuck yeah. play by plays. All on CTC. You know it. It's a way to breathe new life into it, you know? Yeah, one feed, one channel. That, exactly. That's it. TJU. And I pop, I was popping off because I saw in our feed the little picture of Baby Vision. That's a Baby <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I made that in all of like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, it's pretty good that you get the idea. I'm sure all our fans do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they popped off when I saw it too. So many fucking possibilities now. See, when all the dust had settled, uh, the Klingon had stabbed himself with his own knife right in the fucking chest, and he's dead. And uh, yeah. that's the end of Act 1. We get the intro. I thought... Oh, Harvard. I thought... When he, he like, grabbed the blood and looked at his hand, I'm like, stupid, now they're gonna pin, like, the murder on you. But <laughs> it's it, it didn't, but I was just like, God damn it! like, it's even more stupid of a, a thing to do. Yeah, well, this is the future, buddy. They got all sorts of different things, you know. True. Also, yeah, I, I'm jumping ahead, but in the second episode, like they, when uh, Dax and Bashir like went to bed, do, does nobody use covers? Like everyone just sleeps on the the the, the pad with the pillow. Like, do, does well, buddy, have covers. They have environmental controls. They just make it a comfortable thing. They don't need covers. Yeah, but still, I would. <laughs> I would still like covers. Like even the buddy sleeps with like a fucking a sheet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they do. I'm I'm sure we'll get to a part where you see somebody under fucking sheets. Uh, oh, it's actually not bad. It'll probably be like Miles and Keiko. <laughs> hey, is a is a is a three by three? Is that a pretty good size like sticker? Uh. Like three inch by three inch. I mean, I think three inches are pretty impressive. <laughs> well, for what? Of. For you? For what? I I kind of got the idea of doing something that I want to do, and then I think it's a pretty good size. Like it, it could fit. You could put it on like a decent size, like water bottle or. Well, because uh, I was I was thinking like like right here on my laptop, like I want to put a sticker on there to cover like the logo, you know. But I want it to be big enough to where it looks good. I. I think so. I think that'd be fine. Because I was, I, I know I can't just get one sticker one. created. I wish, but are you making a TJU sticker? <laughs> Buddy, that's that's where I was going. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I bought that new HD camera, but it's like the way <clears throat> it's zoomed in on my face. I don't like it. So I'm thinking to record myself. I can set it up to where it aims at like my laptop and me at my little desk here. And so I didn't want the logo of the computer to be in the background. So I was like, oh, man, I wish I had, like, a TJU sticker I could slap on my computer. So that way you could see the TJU when, like, the camera's pointed at it. And so then 
now I'm looking at this thing and it's like I can select the size and then it only comes in like sizes like 50, but it's like it's like not that expensive and so it's like oh, <laughs> that's that's not too bad. We could uh, get I'll our give fans. Like half, I'll give half to you and then I could I just can... start putting them places. Oh, God damn it! Like the street taggers and shit. All yeah. Oh, God damn it. Put it on cross on uh, crosswalks on the light poles and shit. <gasps> Hey, how can I make a QR code? That way, when someone scans it, it takes them to like Instagram or. Oh. Oh, I, I Google. I don't Google it. Oh, the possibilities are endless. Holy shit! <laughs> you heard it here first. Hit us up to get your own TJU sticker and hoodie. Yeah, uh, ten dollars shipping because we need money. Uh, yes, absolutely. All a hundred dollars each for a sticker, by the way. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, <clears throat> there's an active crime scene. Everyone's investigating. Dr. Bashir is there checking the body. Corker's um, like, I wish they'd just fucking get him out of here. And they're like, oh, no, I don't know. There's Look at how many people are waiting to get in here, finding out what happened. Um, I've never had this many people waiting, you know, forever. Um. And so at some point, Quark is like walking through like the one of the hallways and is uh, assaulted by uh, an angry male Klingon uh, who's like, you killed my brother, you patak. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I saw the episode. Yeah, I know you're researching or whatever. <laughs> but I, just can't, I can't fucking help it, buddy. <sighs> um, and so Quark, being the coward that he is, just starts saying that the actual truth that happened is like, and in all honesty, you know, he, he, and then he, the Klingon stops him and says, if you're going to tell me that my brother died in an accident, then I'll kill you now. I was like, oh, okay. And then so it's like, a, um, a, but if you killed him in battle with honor, then that's a good thing. So Cork's like, uh, oh, so it, like, it's good. And he goes, of course it's not good, but you know, it's better. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, so basically, Quark is threatened to keep telling the lie. Um, and I think at this point, we are introduced to the B storyline, which uh, is still tied to the overall theme of uh, there's just not much happening now on the station because of the Dominion threat. Um, so Keiko is a uh, Keiko is cutting her a uh, little. <laughs> I really get to is cutting her little uh, little bonsai tree as the chief comes in and. Get some, I don't know, some synthale or something from the replicator, and then sits on the couch, starts telling her about his day. And then he asks her what her how school was, and she said, "Uh, oh, I closed it." He's like, "What?" Yeah, he's like, "Huh?" Yeah, she's like, "Anani?" She's like, <laughs> "God damn, it doesn't fit there." It does, like impossible. Like, why would she close it? No, god damn it. Ah, uh, never should have said that. Uh, he's like, we got we got bills to pay. What are you doing? You can't just quit your job. They don't make money. <clears throat> um, that's true. They don't need your fifty drone. That's true. Well, on Earth, you don't. Other places, yeah. But if you're in Starfleet, you really don't. Um. Uh. So yeah, she says, well, there's you know, with the threat of Dominion, no, the Jordan families are going to move here. So I just told Jake and Nog that if they wanted me to tutor them, I'd be more than happy to. Um, Personal tutor, I, I wouldn't turn that down, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Miss O'Brien, it hurts down here. Yeah, uh, today class we're gonna go over health. <sighs> what? 
No, I, yeah. So, I'm gonna sum up her story real fast. So basically, uh, the chief is she tries th- nice things to like make her feel better. Like he makes her present like a nice little dinner. Says, "Oh, it's uh, it's it's the, I have the best wife in the universe day or whatever," and uh, makes her feel good for a little bit. Um, but then she's just back being down. So O'Brien goes to Cisco and asks, you know, some advice of like what can I can what I can do and he has an idea that what if I turn, you know, this car- cargo bay, whatever, into like an arboretum or something. And he's like, yeah, sure, let's fucking do it. Hey, if it'll make Keiko happy, I'm all for it. So it's like, fuck yeah, Cisco, you're a good guy. Um, But then uh, by the end of the episode, he realizes that, yeah, it's just not going to keep her. Like, it'll be nice for like a month or two, but then she'll just go back to being sad because she misses her profession, her job. Uh, she's a botanist. So he finds like an assignment that uh, she could do on Bajor that would get her back to doing her uh, her trade for about six months off station. Um, he says, no, I've already checked. You can you can take Molly with you and you know get back to doing what you love. And so she's happy and he'll be without Keiko for a while. Fuck yeah. Ooh, <clears throat> what? Huh? What? I said, who doesn't like that? Who doesn't like to be away from the loved one for a long period of time? Yeah, the buddy's a lot of experience with that. A buddy, the most. Absolutely. So, uh, back to the uh, main story at hand here. Uh, Quark is visited in his uh, bar at night by a hooded figure. He can't make out who it is. Asking, uh, are you the one who killed, you know, that guy, Kovac? Uh, And he's like, uh, depends who's asking. And then in walks Grilka, the widow of that very Klingon. Uh, I think, did she, like, knock him out or something? No, she was like, did you kill him? Like, if it, if it was always it honorable? And he goes, yes, of course it was. And then she's like, oh, it's on one thing. She's like, you fight me now! And then he, like, ran scared crying. And she's like, this is the guy that killed my almighty husband or whatever. Oh, yeah, and that's so, right. yeah, so it was kind of like... Oh, like it's not gonna, like I know it's not you and this and that, but she's like, but you can help me. And then she like drugged him. Okay, because I, I know when we came back from the uh, commercial break, um, he was like, "Where are we?" And they said that uh, he was on Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. Yes, yeah, Kronos, right? Yeah, and uh, yep. So Grilka made him undergo a uh, ceremony that he had no idea what was going on. Um, he repeated after the male Klingon, the elder Klingon in there that was conducting the ceremony. Um, she kissed him and immediately like, like, like oh, gross, nasty. Uh, and yeah. they are now married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that popped me off. And he's like, excuse me, what? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, it's because uh, the thing with the Klingons is there's a, like a hierarchy thing. Like there's houses where it's like you have the head of the house and the extended family and whatnot that is, you know, a part of it. Um. And a house in good standing, eventually you can make your way to the Klingon count, the high Klingon High Council, and pull all this political bullshit and whatnot, right? So, uh, if a head of a Klingon house dies um, in battle, then it would go to the male heir. But since there isn't one in this in this family, then his brother, the guy who f- confronted Quark earlier, would become the leader of the house and have all the assets or whatever. But Grilka 
doesn't want that to happen because he sucks. Yeah. Um, so there's some kind of thing or whatever that uh, if if your husband is killed in battle, then it's your right to marry the the one who killed him and become the leader of the house. And so that was the purpose of the ceremony because they barge into this thing where uh, the brother is talking to Gowron. This is our first appearance of Gowron, I think. Yeah, he didn't seem familiar to me. Yeah, get used to him. He was in Next Gen, too. Um, because he's the uh, the Chancellor or whatever whatever it is of, of uh, the Klingon people. He has really big fucking bulging eyes. They weren't on full display this episode, but later on, when he when he pops up every now and then, he's just like, holy shit. It's like that one lady from uh, that Guinness with the fucking eyes that bulge out. Oh. Uh, not quite like that, but uh, you'll see it. Um, cause yeah, they come in and say, I married him and whatever. And the brother's like, this is bullshit. And Garland says, no, no, it's, it's her right. We'll, we'll have to, we'll go. And so this is now the house of, and that's where you got that exchange we talked about. Like Kirk. Yeah. Quark. Quark. Yep. Um, uh, I remember the order things. At some point Quark asked to see all of the financial records. Um, because we tried things Grilka's way and, you know, we're in this position still or I could be killed, but let me try it my way. So she gets him everything that she can find up and he finds out that, uh, the brother has been using deceptive financial tactics to, uh, make the house of Kovac, uh, weak. And there is no honor in that. Fuck yeah. Um, and so they take this to the high council, but the brother's like, oh, this is horse shit. I challenge you to you know, fisticuffs. And of course that's the way you solve every Klingon uh, argument. So that's set in place. That's what I hear. Yeah. Oh buddy, you fucking know it. Um, uh, fast forward to the, actually you're at this confrontation, this fight and Quark's like, you know, nah, you're twice as big as me. You know, this isn't going to go any other way. I'm not going to fight. And so the brother's like, yeah, whatever bitch. And he like throws back the, uh, bat left, which is the weapon. Yes. Uh, it's going to swing it down, but Garon stops and was like, what are you doing? There's no honor in killing this Patak. Yeah, again, the honor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I can't remember how it ends, but they tell him to fuck off, but the brother doesn't get it. Grilka gets to be the, na- the head of the house. Um, and... Oh! There, there, I gotta mention this one thing. When Cork was like looking over the information, Groka like sits down next to him and says, uh, "I really appreciate you, you know, doing this for me." And then, and then she smiles and uh, and to show my appreciation, I'll let, <laughs> I will give you one chance to take your hand off my thigh before I break it. Yeah, before I break every bone. Yeah. And that started popping <laughs> that was, me off. That that popped me off too, because like you can't see his hands, so you just you're all just focused on her face, and like you think like, oh, she's kind of flirting with him, but no. Yeah, and then he's like, ah, okay. Oh, got it, yeah. It's like, I thought we were having a moment, but okay. Um, so uh, he asked, you know, hey, a divorce would be a good thank you. So she slaps him and says something and spits on him, and that's the divorce. <clears throat> um, and then he gets up, and she fucking plants a big smooch on him. Yeah, yeah he, she sure did. That caught me off uh, yeah. surprise. Maybe he's not so bad after all, right, buddy? I guess not, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, and that was, uh, essentially the episode. I like this one. Yeah. 
Hey, can we take a break before we do episode two? Because I'm about to shit my pants on bed right now. Of course we can, buddy. We'll see you in a and, minute. And I'm right back. All right, and we're back with uh, episode four, uh, the House of Dax. I, I missed the title. Uh, this is Equilibrium. Equal. Okay. The the Trill homeworld is the setting. It's a weird first sentence. Uh, as Cisco and Bashir take Jadzia home for treatment when she begins experiencing hallucinations after playing a tune she can't recall. Aggregate score, 6.8. Yeah, I didn't know her, too. Like, uh, they were doing some party. I don't know if it was a birthday or if it was some party. But, uh... It was just like a get-together with ops or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then, out of nowhere, uh, I think she saw this little, I guess... Piano toy? Well, it's a little piano, like future piano. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Huh? Like, uh, like, no, none of my hosts ever played this." And then uh, they're like, "Oh, like, you know, just you just gotta play it." And so she just starts playing like this fucking song out of nowhere. And then uh, they're like, "Oh," and so it's like, "Okay." And it, the doctor was really weird, like, "Oh, maybe it's beginners' luck." And then she's like, "No," she's like, "I know it, but I don't know it." So she played it again, and then even Kira was like, "Uh." She got real snappy, too, because Julian was like, oh, that's quite good. She goes, be quiet! She's trying to remember. <laughs> I don't remember that. God damn it. Um, Man, looked all like, uh... Did you, uh... Did you pop off at Odo stirring, uh... I don't know what the fuck he was stirring, but he, like, stirring something for Cisco, because Cisco's a, a cook, because his, his dad um, owns a, chef, a restaurant. Right? Yeah. yeah. Which I don't I don't think we've seen him yet in the show, right? His dad? His dad? No, I, I would have remembered seeing Cisco's dad. Uh, okay, yeah, because his, uh... Uh, his dad's played by Brock Peters, who was in one of the movies. <clears throat> um, and they, we see him a few times. Uh, like, we actually go to his restaurant at some point, whatnot. Uh, so they're setting that up. So they're all just cooking some beets, and Julian hates beets, apparently. Never had one, I don't think. You? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think... Fuck yeah, I can put influencer down as what we do. Um, well, that's what either. we do. It's very true. Actor slash celebrity? Right? Uh, well, we do five-minute despians. Yeah. We are gaming and esports. Hey, buddy, what would you think about a table read? Isn't that what five-minute despians is? Podcast read. No, but, like, we read the whole thing. (laughs) That's so long. Maybe an episode (laughs) of a TV show. If we could find a script of a TV show, I guess. Maybe I could find some scripts for It's Always Sunny. That would be the one that would be funny. Yeah. Anyways, it started blasting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds like you're trying to hurt these women. No one's in danger. It's the implication of danger. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, where was I? <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, Odo was stirring the that. food. Yeah. And Kira was like, uh, going up to him, like, you look cute, and he's like. All right. Fuck you. Yeah. So uh, the buddy can handle this episode. But I'm a little busy right now, buddy. Buddy, we're recording. I did the first game. Your turn. I know, but buddy, when my, my mind is set on something, I'm fucking set. It'll be there. Uh, done. <laughs> buddy, you know how fucking fat and lazy I am. If I don't do it now, it's not going to get done. You can do it sitting down. It's fine. I'm sitting down now. Oh, I know. Anyways. Huh? Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me collect myself. Okay. So, she's playing the piano. She gets all hot. And then, um, 
I believe we cut to her in the uh, in Quark's bar or whatever, and then she was playing. Or no, oh no, they were, I don't know if they were in Quark's bar, but she was playing chess with uh, Cisco, and um, you could tell she was super distracted. And then she's like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna move here. And he's like, are you sure you want to move there? And she's like, uh, yeah. And then so then he's all like, all right, check. And then she's like, where'd that knight come from? And he's like, you're not paying attention to the game. And then she's all, she got all pissed off, fucking threw the pieces at him and left. And it's like, bitch. So what I thought, what was going to happen this episode was that I thought her, like, because I know you said, uh, what's his face, uh, comes in on season four and she leaves. So I was thinking they're setting up, like. Who leaves? Uh, Dax. She doesn't leave. I thought you said she leaves to make room no, for... Uh, no, no, nobody... Worf just joins. No one leaves. But she, I thought you said she left, too, to go do Becker. That's, like, at the end of the show. Oh, is it? I thought she left early. No. Oh. Okay, so, see, I had that in my head, so I thought this was the beginning of, she, like... She's she's around She's around for all of the seasons except the very last one. Oh, shit, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, okay, in my head, I had thought that it was like the the host like they're getting to, beginning to reject each other because it's like the end of their cycle you know because you know mm-hmm. how they get old and die so they put the the host and a new host so that's what i was thinking it was like showing signs of like she's getting ready to like their time's almost up but okay never mind yeah it makes sense uh but then as she walked away she saw like this masked person standing on a balcony and then she like turns and then of course they're gone but then it's like right behind her and then she gets all scared but it was like quark and he's like you all right and she's like yeah yeah i'm fine and then she like walks off and then um she had another hallucination i think i don't know that was later on huh <laughs> the doctor's like dax just see ya she's about to like sock his fucking face fuck yeah i think that was later on because that was when they're already there on the planet so I think the doctor scans her, and they're trying to figure out what the fuck's wrong, but then they couldn't, so I think that's when they decided to go to the the planet, so that way they can scan and check her and see what the fuck's going on. And, um... It's so... Uh, and so they do that, and they fucking scan her or whatever, and, uh... They scan her and everything, and, uh... They're like, no, I don't think there's anything fucking wrong. Like, they couldn't figure nothing out. And they went over, like, all the hosts that, like, she had had. Um, The only, like, funny business they found is that one of the hosts, I think before Kurdzon, was in, like, a coma for, like, six months or something like that. And so they think maybe some of the muscles got, like – oh, no, what what got damaged was, like, the receptors, that telepathic link or whatever between the receptors. And so – uh, they're like, well, maybe that's it. And they're like, all right. And then they scanned her. Everything was fine. Nothing's wrong with her. But then, like, she had another uh, <clears throat> vision or whatever. That's when she almost beat up uh, the doctor. And then uh, she's like, God damn, something's wrong. And so they were – I think they were on the roundabout about to head home. <sighs> and then uh, she had a – they went over something, and she had, like, a vision of the of the guy or whatever, like – like on his like little computer and she saw one of the masked people assassinate him. And then it was like, like, Oh, and then like, she started like freaking out and having like a seizure and shit like that. And it was like, Oh shit. And so then they, I guess they put it in like a coma ish thing almost. Oh, that and thing then, on her head. <clears throat> yeah. And then, 
I missed how Cisco and the doctor found out about the other host. Uh, well, I know they were searching like some documents on the the name they had they had found, and they like there wasn't much there, but they found that he has like a relative. So they talked to the rel- the brother of the guy. Um, yeah, the who, one who was murdered. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the found out that he had a uh, that guy had killed someone who put the or someone who denied him uh, uh, a symbiont. Um, and he's like, so do you think he didn't do it? Like, oh no, my brother had a temper. Uh, I, that part I, I believed. Um, but he was like, they told me that he was never joined, but when I talked to him last, he seemed really different and, uh, it seemed like he had been. And so that's when Cisco kind of started to put together, like, oh, I, I see what's going on here. Yeah. So then like. I don't know. It, like part of it was confusing because then I didn't know. Because then in the end, like silence the the visions or whatever, she like crawls into the lake and then she sees like the guy. So the was the symbiote in the dude who murdered the guy. Yeah, they they had joined um uh that that guy the musician who had killed somebody, but um because he had been denied before, but the symbiote that that eventually got put in him had accepted him. They didn't want that getting out because they only have so many symbionts, and if people knew that more people were compatible than they say they are, uh, that there would be chaos, everybody trying to get one or whatever. So yeah. they tried to hide it, and that's why they like hid the memories in the DAC symbiont. Um, but basically, to save Jadzia's life, they had to break that wall, and that her that thing of her going in the lake and like hugging hugging the guy. Uh, and it going like inside of her is basically some you know symbolic of all of the memories are now hers. All the walls are down. So all his rage and whatnot is part of her now. Oh fuck yeah. Can we yeah. see what happens to that? It's up to her to keep it in line. Yeah. But uh yeah, so like that was weird. I honestly thought that she was gonna fucking like kiss him. And I was like, <laughs> no fucking way. Because, like Bashir's been trying for months to get at that. A year maybe a year now to get at that. Yeah. And uh but no, he just kind of like, like looking for like a mommy, he like put his head down and shit like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep. And then, uh, happy episode. It ended. Yep. That's, uh, that is the episode. So definitely not as good as the previous one. Uh, looking at uh, the next, the next episode next for next week is, uh, another one of my, one of my favorite ones. Pretty good. Coming up. Yeah. What's, what's it? Uh, is there any spoiler with the, uh, uh it's, it's, it's a Kira episode. Great. A buddy! It It delves deep into her bigotry towards Cardassians. I thought we already went over that. Buddy, it's still there. They did a lot of things to her and her planet. Just get over it. Buddy! Right? Just like all those fucking victims. Get over it. It happened in the past. For fuck's sake. (laughs) And we'll see you. Stickers are a bad idea. In space. (laughs) Hey! You better hope there isn't a next time, mister. I have cut you a lot of slack in the past. I even looked away once or twice when I could have come down hard on you. But those days are over. Now, we may not be able to get you for selling weapons, but you so much as litter on the promenade, and I will nail you to the wall. Major, shut that thing off! Wow, that sure was a great episode, huh, gang? If you liked what you heard, and why wouldn't you, interact with us on social media. Follow us at TNJUniverse on Instagram. That's T. 
NJ Universe. Or find us individually at Sandman Rios on Instagram and Zero Signal 316 on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Fuck yeah!